I would like to talk to you about Sharia and you. Now you may think, I don't even know what Sharia is, why would I care? Well, you're involved in Sharia whether you know it or not. Now most people by now have heard of Sharia and they think of it as Islamic law. There's truth to that, but Islamic law includes things that we don't think of. For instance, the fact that God is one is part of Islamic law. When we think of law, we think of courts, judges, and attorneys, and legislatures. Well, they're part of Islamic law as well, but it includes much more. Let me read from you, from the Reliance of the Traveler, just one of the table of contents, and you can see that it deals with issues that you would not expect to find in our law books. This is from the Reliance of the Traveler, a well-known compendium of Islamic law, Sharia. Here's some items. Lying about the Prophet, fleeing from combat in jihad, fornication, drinking, arrogance, pride, conceit, vanity and haughtiness, sodomy and lesbianism, appropriating spoils of war, theft. Now, theft would be found in our legal text, but some of those others, like fleeing from combat in jihad, don't expect to find that in our text. Here's the problem. We're already obeying the Sharia by saying that, well, we will defer to Muslims. We will not allow things to be printed in the media which Muslims find offensive. We will, for instance, let the Organization of Islamic Cooperation, the OIC, and the United Nations determine what refugees come to America. We don't determine that. Sharia determines what will come here. And since the Sharia dictates that the Christian is to be subjugated over the Muslim, that's the reason we have Muslim refugees and we don't have Christian refugees coming to America. There are other ways in which we accommodate the Sharia. Women can wear the hijab at work. Prayer can be done at work. These are all implementation of Sharia. There's another way in which we're implementing it, which is that blasphemy is considered to be very much against the Sharia. And the United Nations has had more than one resolution put in front of it, which is to make blasphemy a world law. So this, not only do we have the United States subjugating itself to Sharia, we also have the United Nations. You see, our Constitution says it is the highest law of the land, but according to Sharia, our Constitution is jahiliya, from ignorance, and so therefore is man-made and is inferior and must be replaced by God's law, Allah's law, Sharia. Now when you talk with Muslims about Sharia, you may find that they're like, oh, I don't even know what it really is, I don't know if I like it or don't like it, but you see Sharia is Islam and Islam is Sharia. Sharia comes about because it's not possible to run a civilization off of the Quran. What you need is a summation of all the aspects of Islamic law. For instance, divorce. Well, divorce is scattered throughout the Quran and throughout the Hadith. So in a Sharia text, it pulls it all together so you have an easy manual on how to run a civilization. And that's what Sharia is, a manual on how to run a civilization. And as I said, you and I are included in it whether we want to or not. Family law is one way that Sharia comes into a society. There are Sharia courts in England, and if there's a divorce proceeding, then this can be handled in the family law courts. So in this way, we get the implementation of Sharia where women are no longer protected. Sharia does not give equal rights to women. Our Constitution does, but we defer in terms of, well, they can have family law, and therefore we get involved in Sharia. Now, Sharia includes things like removal of your head, hand, and being thrown off of tall buildings as punishments and stoning. As a consequence, there are many nations which call themselves Islamic which do not implement Sharia to the degree that it's, say, done in Islamic State. 
If you want to know a, see a nation that's run by Sharia, look at Afghanistan, look at Yemen, look at Saudi Arabia, look at Iran. So there are many so-called Islamic states that don't actually apply all of the Sharia, but it can always be applied as Islam becomes stronger. So if you're a Kafir, a non-Muslim, an infidel, you're involved in the Sharia. As a matter of fact, it very definitely has a place for the Kafir, and it says that the Kafir must be a Dhimmi, D-H-I-M-M-I, one who is subjugated to Sharia and does not bother Muslims in the society so that everything can be done in the society according to Sharia. So, Sharia is here. We need to know what it is so that we can deal with it. We need to know when demands are being made at work that, oh, that's a Sharia demand. They want halal food in the prisons? That's a Sharia demand. So we must educate ourselves about Islam, which means we have to educate ourselves about Sharia. Thank you.